Okay, I am here in Hollywood, California, in the wonderful, wonderful state of California, the Golden State. I know a lot of you hate California. You call it California, but it has a special place in my heart. I feel like I'm home when I come to Southern California. I lived here for almost a decade, moved away just after the 2020 elections for obvious reasons, but I absolutely love it here, except check this out. This is a photograph. This was taken by my husband when we were driving from the airport to our place. Look at these gas prices. $6.99. I mean, gas prices, we live in a blue state in, in the Northeast and gas prices are outrageous there. We, we complain about them to each other, more my husband than me, but we complain about them to each other a lot. This is crazy even compared to the Northeast. Can you imagine $6.99? $6.99 a gallon, absolutely bananas. In fact, I said, I thought this was a funny joke. I'll let you guys decide. I said, even the sticker, the Biden sticker that you see on gas tanks, the one that goes, I did this. This is my fault. There wasn't even a sticker like that at this gas station because in California, even the sticker is too expensive to put on the gas tank. Um, at this rate, it, it's very, by the way, sad to me to see all the conservatives who have left the state. I understand why you leave a state when the government is so radical leftist, they are verging on being communist when you can't run your business, you can't go to church, you can't provide for your family, your children are being indoctrinated, your gun rights are infringed, your freedom of speech has been completely violated. I get it. I totally get it. It still makes me sad to see all the conservatives who have been forced to leave. They've, they've left under coercion in a sense. And it makes me sad to see the state that I love surrendered to the radical left. So, I mean, at, at this rate, I love it here so much and the radical left has taken it over so horribly um, that it may force me at some point to run for governor in this state. Even though I have sworn off political office, I just love the state so much that uh, we will have to see. There's another shortage besides um, the gas prices that we're seeing, another shortage happening in our country. You may not have heard about this one because it doesn't get the headlines that the gas prices do. It's super scary to a lot of families, particularly to a lot of moms. There is a critical shortage of baby formula in our country right now. Let's break down exactly why this is happening and what this means to our country. I'm Liz Wheeler. Welcome to The Liz Wheeler Show. Also, I want to talk, there's crazy people that are protesting outside of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh's house. Um, and it's really nuts if you watch the video. This, these, are, these are angry people, agitated people, radical leftists who are trying to intimidate Brett Kavanaugh by in the, the way that they're trying to intimidate him. They're not doing it just one-to-one, uh, -one, adult to adult. They're, they're outside of his house because they're trying to make him fear for his family. I mean, imagine what his two young daughters, Kavanaugh has two daughters, children, um, imagine what they're feeling. They're probably terrified. And that's exactly what these protesters outside of his home want. They want Kavanaugh to fear for his daughters so badly that he changes his vote or his preliminary vote on Dobbs versus Jackson's women's health, whether or not he will vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. That is what the left wants. That is evil, to use children and family to try to intimidate a Supreme Court justice. In fact, the way the Biden administration is handling this is Biden's January 6th. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit later in the show, so stay with us, because it's pretty crazy. But I wanna talk about the baby formula for a minute, because we should, uh, we should all be challenging and demanding that Biden answer for this, because make no mistake, it is his fault. I like Dormeo because really good, really nice mattresses are just crazy expensive. Now, if you suffer from achy hips, back, your shoulders, then you have to try the premium mattress topper by Dormeo. At a fraction of the cost of a new mattress, 
you can get that new bed feeling without having to buy a new bed. Their smart body zoning helps create better support for your body while you sleep. That means no more waking up with unexpected aches and pains that you did not have the night before. Their mattress topper has a full range of sizes from twin all the way through king. They even have RV sizes and a new split head king. And it's perfect for everything from an adjustable base to a spare bed in the guest room to couches, futons, and even boats. Plus, Dormeo is known for their incredible customer service. Don't believe me? Give them a call. Send them a message on their website and you'll be amazed at how fast they respond. Right now, you can go to dormeo.com slash Liz and you will receive 30% off your Dormeo mattress topper. It's spelled D-O-R. M-E-O.com slash Liz. That's the best offer you'll find anywhere, but you have to go to dormeo.com slash Liz. Remember, with their 10-year warranty and a 100-night risk-free trial, plus free shipping, it's crazy not to give Dormeo a try. My URL, D-O-R-M-E-O.com slash Liz. Okay, so if you look at social media right now, there are moms across the country who are posting photos of their local grocery stores, Um, showing empty shelves where baby formula is usually stocked. And it's crazy. It it looks like a throwback to the very beginning of the pandemic when people were hoarding canned goods, for instance. You couldn't go in the grocery store and find any kind of canned beans or um, any other canned goods because people were hoarding them. Well, and the shelves were empty and it looked really weird, like a third world country. That's what the shelves look like now if you go in the baby aisle, if you try to buy formula for your baby. And there are moms on social media who who have been trying to bring attention to this crisis for quite some time. And I want to read a couple of the tweets so that you understand the context of of the fear that these moms are feeling. One mom says, this formula shortage is terrifying. The twins can only stomach a certain type. Our supply is almost out. Haven't been able to find it in stores for weeks. Amazon sold out too. And she says, where is the president on this? Another mom says, reaching out into the Twitter void to see if perhaps anyone has seen this formula in store or has online availability near them. It is the only formula our daughter can tolerate without vomiting, and we are down to our last can. This is, I mean, this is terrifying to hear, right? Another mom goes, we haven't been able to find our formula for weeks and have resorted to trying the ones we can. So far, they all give the kiddo rough gas. Another mom says, today I cried. I cried because my friend texted me and said that she got two containers of formula from her local Sam's Club for my baby. No mother should ever cry tears of relief because they've been able to successfully find formula for their child. They're all hashtagging formula shortage here. So I, I was driving the car earlier today with my producer and I was we were talking about what, what, what I should talk about with you today on the show. And I said, hey, did you hear about this formula shortage? This is kind of a big deal. And he's very, he's very politically aware. He's very politically knowledgeable. And he says, actually, no, I haven't really heard about that. And I thought, you know, that's actually very telling because this should be a topic that's grabbing headlines across the country. This should be a conversation that people on both sides of the aisle are having. um, And it's not. It's not. The mainstream media isn't covering this. The left, who claims to care about women, claims to care about children, are not raising an alarm over this, even though moms, in a non-political sense, are raising an alarm. And... um, Believe it or not, this is this is correlated ideologically, this formula shortage to the leftists, the mob outside of Brett Kavanaugh's um, home. And, and stick with me, stay with me of how this is going to tie together, because this is the formula shortage is Joe Biden's fault. It absolutely is Joe Biden's fault. It's it's ironic as he pretends to support women by supporting abortion, supporting Roe v. Wade. Um, he's not actually standing for moms who are trying to take care of their babies. It's ironic too, because formula companies themselves are doing the same thing. Formula companies, their entire business structure is helping moms help babies. And yet, 
This is a statement from a very popular organic formula company. This is what the CEO said. Good morning, team, she said. Hard to have missed the news and outcry this morning surrounding the majority opinion that would overturn Roe v. Wade. While news like this can feel like politics to raise in a workplace, it's hard to ignore our stance and sentiment on an issue that's deeply personal to our mission at Bobby, that's the name of the formula company, which is, quote, to change culture of the, to change the culture for the modern parent. This ruling does not align with that. This ruling demonstrates how backwards we have come as a nation and how far women's rights have yet to advance. All your feelings are justified right now, saddened, shocked, furious, confused. As we learn more, we will share how our stance and voice on this will show up. But for now, just a note to say, we feel it. This is a formula company, a formula company whose, whose customers are babies, Without babies, they would have no one to feed their formula, and they are advocating for it to be legal to kill your baby. So huge amount of irony here, huge amount of irony. Um, but the fact of the matter is, we are in a crisis where a lot of moms, millions of moms across the nation, don't know how they're going to um, feed their children or feed their babies. And there's this narrative that we're hearing from the left right now. The, the left is just beginning to start talking about this. You're just going to see the, the slightest bit of commentary from leftist networks, a few headlines here and there, a very, a very short comments from politicians because they're being forced by people on the right, by moms, by parents to talk about this. But there's this narrative, this, this false narrative that the left is purveying, they're blaming the shortage on a recall of a formula from a company called Abbott Nutrition. Abbott Nutrition produces a particularly allergy-friendly brand of formula that's very popular. And in February, they participated in a voluntary recall because some of their formula had been contaminated by salmonella. There were, there were babies hospitalized, some babies even died. And, and they did. They, they, they recalled a lot of their formula, which obviously pulled this product off the shelves. And this is what the left wants you to think that this formula shortage is related to. It's just, you know, something out of our control. It, it happens in production. It happens in food. Sometimes food gets contaminated. You have to recall it for customer safety. And, you know, we're we're working to fix this. But that, my friends, is not the full story. That is only partially true, which means it's also partially false. Back in January, remember, I said that the recall of the formula from Abbott Nutrition happened in February. Back in January, there were conservatives who were already raising alarm over formula shortages. Before the recall happened, there was actually a piece written on The Federalist that said, look at your local grocery stores. Look for formula supply online. There is a shortage happening and it's getting worse. This alarm was raised weeks, a month before Abbott Nutrition staged their recall of this formula. And the question should be, well, why? Why was this happening before the recall? The answer is what the left doesn't want you to think about, what the left doesn't want us to be talking about. The, the answer is Joe Biden is responsible for this because the reason for the crisis in baby formula, this shortage is because of a supply chain issue and because of a labor crisis. So the supply chain issue is related to Biden's COVID policies, um, related to locking everything down, shutting everything down, relating to the world doing the same thing. It's, it's you know, why there's, why we've had the supply chain crisis, this, this brittle, uh, this brittle supply chain um, that's, as the, as the word brittle suggests, easily breakable. Um, the labor crisis also plays into this. So the labor crisis means there aren't enough workers to staff these manufacturing industries, these, these plants. Um, and why is that? That is because Biden, through the federal government and states, particularly blue states with leftist governments and leftist governors, 
paid people not to work during COVID. They, they offered unemployment benefits that paid more than people would have made had they actually gone back to work or actually worked at all. So they were, people were incentivized monetarily not to work. And what happened was the labor shortages that we see all across the country. I mean, this isn't just a, a, a niche thing. This is, you can go down to your local T-Mobile store like I did and randomly see a sign on the door that says, sorry, we're closed today because we just don't have any employees to staff today. I mean, we, we see this. My dad owns a small business and he has a hard time hiring new employees right now. And he never had this problem in the past because people just are not incentivized to work because the unemployment benefits paid them more than working. This is across the country, but it impacts our, our supply chain is, is not just an intangible something. This impacts people. It impacts families. It's impacting the production and the distribution of baby formula. It's putting moms and dads in crisis. And, you know, there, there's a false, a false narrative that's, that's also being slung by the left right now. The left is accusing conservatives of responding to this. Remember, conservatives were the ones who started raising the alarm before the recall of Abbott Nutrition happened. But the left claims that conservatives are responding to this just by shrugging, by saying, oh, well, why don't these moms just breastfeed their babies and not rely on formula? So two things. First of all, no one is responding like that. No one. Not a single conservative, not a single mom. No one is responding like that. That is something that was fabricated by the left to make conservatives look heartless. And it's simply not true. It's a lie. The second part of this, though, is there is a cultural aspect to this and a question that we can ask. We can ask, why exactly does our culture right now rely more on baby formula than we did 100 years ago or 200 years ago? Why do moms rely more on formula now than they used to? And this actually is a question that we should be asking because the left has played a big role in the reliance on baby formula. So let's talk about that. Now, I like Genyacel because it works. How old does your mirror say you are when you look? Ladies and gentlemen, you can delay this question for five, 10, even 15 years with the new ultra retinol serum from Genucel. Let me read you a comment from Marina. She lives in Fort Lauderdale about this product. She said, great product. My skin loves it. I've spent more money on creams over the years, enough to pay off my house. Just kidding, she writes, but it feels like that. This product has changed my life like no other. Now, Marina, of course, is flying high with Genucel's new ultra retinol serum with hyaluronic acid. This technological wonder hydrates your skin at a cellular level, and it builds on this deep moisture with incredible anti-wrinkle effects of phytoretinol. So if you go to my URL right now, it's genucel.com slash Liz, it's spelled G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Liz, then you can save up to 50% off the brand new ultra retinol serum. You'll be amazed with the results or your money back guaranteed. You'll also get Genucel immediate effects for results in 12 hours or less free with your order. Just go to genucel.com slash Liz, free express shipping, free returns, exquisite customer service. If you go to my URL, genucel.com slash Liz. Okay, so the cultural question, why do moms rely on baby formula more than they did in the past? Why is this? Um, it, this is not shaming moms who use baby formula, not at all. It is an interesting cultural exploration. So the reason for this is because some moms have chosen not to breastfeed. Some moms are unable to breastfeed. Some moms have health issues. They have milk supply issues. It's very difficult to breastfeed. And for them, formula is, is life-saving. It, it saves their quality of life. It saves their child's life. It's a modern medical marvel, um, if, you, if you will allow me to use that trite phrase. 
But there's also this cultural narrative from the left that women's value is found in the amount that they're the amount of money attached to their paycheck and not necessarily in the home. And this is this is the feminist narrative, right? This is this is what the left has told us. The left has also told us that having a baby and being attached to that baby, there, there's any mom knows this who's listening, any dad knows this too, that moms and babies have this in, inherent, this intrinsic attachment, this bond that you have with your baby. And modern culture often oftentimes tells moms to break that bond, try to break it as soon as possible, whether it's through sleep training, whether it's through um, food training, meaning you, you feed on a schedule, whether it is going away for your mommy getaway or your girl's night out, whatever it might be, mo- pop culture tells us break that bond, break that attachment as soon as possible and go to work. Go to work as soon as you can. Six weeks after you after you have that baby, get back to work because that's where your value is. That's where your identity is. And combine those two cultural influences with with the medical industry. And we've talked before about the American Academy of Pediatrics. They are the governing body of um, the pediatric industry, meaning they set the standards that pediatricians have to follow. Otherwise, the pediatricians can be held liable under the law. They can be sued. The American Academy of Pediatrics doesn't promote breastfeeding as they should. They certainly recommend that you breastfeed at the beginning for a short amount of time. Um, But they don't promote it the way that they should, given how much healthier it is for babies when they are breastfed on call by their mother. And the reason for this is financial conflict of interest. Shocker. The AAP is partnered officially with formula companies, such as, by the way, Abbott Nutrition. Um, They're partnered with formula companies. So the conflict of interest financially obviously contradicts the the reality of um, how much healthier breastfeeding is for babies than formula. So we we have this cultural influence that um, that is at play here that has caused women to organize their lives in a way that makes it really difficult to breastfeed. Because if you don't co-sleep, if you don't attachment parent, if you don't breastfeed on call, if you're at work all the time, then it is difficult. It makes it much more difficult, sometimes impossible um, to continue breastfeeding your baby for very long. It's hard to it's hard to have a milk supply. And I say all of this, by the way, understand what I'm saying. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm a working mom. I'm at work right now. I don't have my baby here on set with me. There's nothing wrong with that. I do, however, um, try to have a work-life balance where I'm with her as much as possible and breastfeed her. But I'm not, I'm not shaming moms who work. I'm not shaming moms who have to work. I'm not shaming moms who use formula. I'm talking about the cultural influences that have led to this reliance on formula. And, and, the flip side of the cultural influence is government has then made policy that reflects this cultural influence. So culturally, women are told that their value is working, not in mothering. Well, the government promotes this by telling women um, that they should work in STEM fields, that it's, it's sexist if they don't go into STEM, that there's an equal pay myth, that they should work more. There, there are gender, quota, gender quotas on corporate boards. There's always a government reflection of the cultural influence here. Um, even, by the way, the cultural influence, the feminist narrative that tells us that women are wasted at home, that we won't reach our full potential at home. You know, this is reflected in the sense that the government subsidizes daycare. They call it pre-K, but they subsidize daycare instead of trying to promote marriage or flexible uh, flexible careers for women so that they can do both. They can have as much time with their child as they want, and they can earn money if they want or if they need to. Um, again, this is not shaming women who use formula. This is simply noting the reason why women rely so much more on formula now than they used to. Cultural influence at the behest of leftists attacking women and femininity and mothering are all at play here. There's also, and this is how it ties into the people outside of Kavanaugh's house right now, there's also a false narrative coming from the left about who exactly gets abortions and who will be harmed by 
Roe v. Wade being overturned. And I say that with a little bit of a smile because I'm using the left's words right now because obviously those harmed by abortion are the unborn children who die and the women who are harmed and the men who are deprived of fatherhood and all of us in society deprived of uh, those fellow citizens. But the left tells you, the left tells you, and this, this Elizabeth Warren actually tweeted this specifically, that, um, that the women who will be hurt the most by not having access to abortion will be low-income women and minority women women of color, black women. So she's basically saying that poor black women get abortion. But there's a recent study from the Brookings Institute that contradicts this. It says that single women, this is what the study found, single women who earn more than $47,000 a year, so middle class to upper middle class, abort 32% of their babies. Women, Single women who earn $47,000 or more per year abort 32% of their babies. Whereas single women making $11,670 a year or less, poverty, it's the poverty line, federal poverty line, abort 8.6% of their babies. You can see this graph on the screen right now that shows um, who exactly gets abortion. So I found this actually to be striking. These numbers are skewed differently than I expected. I thought that it skewed more towards low-income women, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Upper-middle-class women are far more likely to abort their pregnancies than than lower income women are. And the left uses this false narrative as one of, well, the fake reasons, it's fake news, one of the fake reasons that they support abortion. They say it'll hurt women, it'll hurt low income, income women, it'll hurt women of color. I like Bambi, and I think you will too, because small business owners, have you had an issue with employee attendance? Have you had an employee altercation in the workplace? Have you ever had employee performance issues? Have you ever stressed about navigating through HR compliance? Now, the bad news is one complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. The good news is Bambi is here to help small business owners implement good HR practices. Bambi is an HR platform built for businesses just like yours. So you can automate the most important HR practices and you get your own dedicated HR manager. First, Bambi's HR Autopilot automates your core policies. I'm talking workplace training and employee feedback. Then your dedicated HR manager will help you navigate the more complex parts of HR and guide you to compliance available by phone, email, or real-time chat. An in-house HR manager, as you know, can cost up to $80,000 per year. But with Bambi, your dedicated HR manager starts at just $99 a month. No hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. You run your business. Let Bambi run your HR. Go to Bambi.com slash Liz right now for your free HR audit. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Liz. Bambi.com slash Liz. This is what some of the um, angry mob outside of Kavanaugh's home, this is what they're chanting. This is what their signs say. This is what they're saying, that this is going to hurt women of color. It's going to hurt marginalized women. It's going to hurt, um, it's going to hurt these demographics of women who actually are not the ones who abort the highest percentage of their pregnancy. This is outside, this is outside Brett Kavanaugh's home right now. We will not go back. I see you, buddy. We will not go back. 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 All spurred by, yes, abortion, but also by this fake narrative that Democratic politicians, this is led, by the way, to, in Wisconsin, a pro-life crisis pregnancy center that gives resources for free to pregnant women was firebombed. A, a, a leftist threw a Molotov cocktail and, and ruined. I mean, you can, see, you can see this on the screen. You can see this photo. You can see this destruction. You can see the charred ruins of this, this 
this crisis pregnancy center, which was helping women who were facing these unexpected pregnancies, who didn't actually have the means, perhaps, to support themselves or their babies, and leftists who claim to care about women, claim to care about kids, claim to care about babies, is making it harder for the women who would have used that crisis pregnancy center as a resource to get the resources that they need. And then, of course, here in Los Angeles, at Our Lady of Angels Catholic Church on Mother's Day, a group of pro-abortion activists dressed as The Handmaid's Tale, which is the dystopian Margaret Atwood novel that relegates women to just vessels for birth. Men essentially rape these handmaids and they are forced to carry children uh, for these men. It's, it, it's a dystopian invented novel. Feminists have, have run with it and pretended that Republicans are the oppressors and that all women are handmaids. It's absurd, but they, they disrupted the Catholic mass this weekend um, shouting for abortion. Respect us. Respect us. As you guys want respect, we want respect too. I, I understand that. Get out of here. Get out of here. I do. Just respect them. I promise you, I understand you. So the, the funny thing here is that it's actually against the law for the mob of angry protesters outside Brett Kavanaugh's home to be there, to be doing what they're doing is against federal law. If you look at, this is, this is the exact citation, if you look at 18 USC 1507, that is the official um, number of the federal law, this is what it says, whoever with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice, or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer in the discharge of his duty, pickets, or parades in or near a building housing a court of the United States, or in or near a building or residence occupied or used by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer, or with such intent, uses any sound truck or similar device or resorts to any other demonstration in or near any such building or residence shall be fined under the title or imprisoned not more than one year or both. So in other words, it's illegal for a mob of angry protesters to gather outside of a Supreme Court justice's home with the intent to influence him. And that's even not, that's even notwithstanding. That's not taking into account whether they're using violence or whether they're trying to use fear to coerce him. It is against the law for them to try to, um, or for them to show up outside of his home with the intent to obstruct what his decision might be had they not been outside of his home. It is against the law. Now, here's the crazy part. On January 6th, a lot of peaceful protests happened. Some not so peaceful. Some people broke into the Capitol. Some people who broke into the Capitol have now been imprisoned for over a year, for over a year with outstanding trial. And the charges that many of these people, these January 6th people are facing are almost exactly the same as this federal law which prohibits these abortion mobs outside of Kavanaugh's home. So 40 U.S. Code 5104 bans parade, demonstration, or picketing of any U.S. Capitol buildings. There's also many of these January 6th folks that are currently in prison were charged under 18 U.S. Code 1512, which prohibits protests that would, quote, otherwise obstruct 
influence or impede any official proceeding or attempt to do so. This Look at this language. Compare this language. This language from the federal statute, um, this, this is the statute that these January 6th people are accused of violating. This, this is why they've been in prison. Some of them on solitary confinement for over a year. And the language is almost identical to the federal law that prohibits these abortion mob folks from being outside of Kavanaugh's home, trying to use fear to influence him on, on Roe v. Wade, on Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. The difference is that the Biden administration has zero intention of charging these angry leftists outside Kavanaugh's home. Zero, zero intention. This, this is Biden's January 6th. What is happening right now outside of Brett Kavanaugh's home is an assault on our democracy. This is an assault on our institutions. This is an assault on our norms. This is an assault, of course, on women and children. It's an assault on Kavanaugh and his family. Alito, Supreme Court Justice Alito, who authored that draft opinion, he and his family had to be taken to a safe, undisclosed location because of the amount of threats that's being levied at them across the country right now. And when the Biden administration was asked whether they condemned this, whether they condemned this, this violation of federal law intended to obstruct justice, to impede official proceedings, to influence through fear a judge, the Biden administration responded like this. These activists posted a map with the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices. Is that the kind of thing this president wants? to help your side make their point. Look, I think the president's view is that there's a lot of passion, a lot of fear, uh, a lot of uh, sadness from many, many people across this country about what they saw in that leaked document. Uh, we obviously want people's privacy to be respected. We want people to protest peacefully if they want to, to protest. That is certainly what the president's view would be. So he doesn't care if they're protesting outside the Supreme Court or outside someone's private residence? I, I don't have an official U.S. government position on where people protest. I want it, we, we want it, of course, to be peaceful. The Biden administration has no position on where people protest. Bullshit. Bullshit, Saki. That is Jen Psaki's implicit way of condoning what these angry mobs of leftists are doing outside of Brett Kavanaugh's home. This is the Biden administration giving their stamp of approval for pseudo-violence to be levied at Supreme Court justices when the Supreme Court justices might rule in a way that the Biden administration doesn't like. This is Joe Biden's January 6th. It's so bananas that Donald Trump was kicked off of Twitter under the guise of inciting an insurrection because he spoke at a rally outside the White House on January 6th where he called for people to peacefully and powerfully march down to the Capitol to let their voices be heard, which was allowed. It was not a violation of federal law. Donald Trump was kicked off of Twitter because the left accused him of inciting an insurrection. He did no such thing. Yet Jen Psaki is more than implicitly condoning these mobs of angry leftists who are actively violating federal law, attacking our democracy, assaulting our norms, trying to use the threat of violence, fear to influence how Brett Kavanaugh rules. A day and a half later, Saki released this tweet. She said, 
POTUS strongly believes in the constitutional right to protest, but that should never include violence, threats, or vandalism. Judges perform an incredibly important function in our society, and they must be able to do their jobs without concern for their personal safety. That's the strongest way that Jen Psaki could condemn these mobs outside of Kavanaugh's house. Why? Oh, I'm sure polling showed that people are disgusted by this demonstration of the left's true colors. They're disgusted to see the left coercing, threatening violence, surrounding the, the home of Brett Kavanaugh and his wife and his daughters. And so Jen Psaki doesn't want the true colors of the Biden administration to affect whether people vote for the Biden administration. So, so she pseudo condemns it, but she can't fully condemn it. She can't say, nope, you shouldn't be outside of a Supreme Court justice's home. It's inappropriate. And more than inappropriate, it's against the law. And if you continue to do that, then we're going to enforce the law on the books. She can't do that. She can't do that. Why? Because these people, the Biden administration, the radical left, they don't care about democracy. They don't care about our institutions. They don't care about norms. They don't care about women. They don't care about children. They don't give a damn about any of that. If law, as long as they can use women, they can use children in an effort to obtain their objective, their political agenda, tear it down, burn it down. Nothing would make the radical left happier than destroying our democracy, destroying our institutions, tearing down our norms, using women and children as their pawns. This is why the left, the mainstream media, is not reporting on the formula shortage. This is why leftists, especially on Twitter, are falsely accusing Republicans of reacting to this shortage in a heartless way when conservatives are doing no such thing. Leftists are trying to hide the cultural influences from the left that has caused women, have caused women to rely more on formula than we ever did in the past. This is why the left doesn't care that these angry, angry abortion supporters are in violation of federal law outside of a Supreme Court justice, why the Biden administration asks repeatedly, refuses to condemn this. They do not care about democracy. They do not care about institutions. They do not care about norms. They don't care about women and children. They just want to tear our country down and burn it down. Over on Locals, we are going to talk about Target. I admit, when I walk into Target, even if I'm only going in for one thing, I generally walk out and I'm like, how did I spend $200 in Target? I've always loved Target, but today that changes. Today that changes because Target has rolled out underwear for transgender kids. Join us on Locals, lizwheelershow.com slash Locals. If you use my promo code ACCESS, you can get your first month free on your annual subscription. It's a great deal. lizwheelershow.com slash Locals. Use my promo code ACCESS to join this discussion. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. The Liz Wheeler Show is produced by Jonathan Hay. Executive producer, Chad Abbott. Director of photography, Kevin McRoberts. Editor, Alejandro Figuerilla. Sound mixer, Robin Fenderson. Director of marketing, Emily Washler. Production and talent coordinator, Matt Toffler. And senior publicist, Patricia Jackson. This has been a Soundfront production.